welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, we will talk about Africa in crisis. I've missed you guys. It's been a while. I know I went on a short break, but I'm back. Thank you all for hanging out with me, coming back and supporting me. Africa in crisis. Oh my goodness. Um, the last time that I spoke to you guys, um, we talked about speaking up for Zimbabwe, everything that was going wrong. You know, people saying enough is enough. The robberies, the rape, the kidnap, the killing, the poverty, the hunger, the disgrace, it was just so bad that I couldn't help but speak out. I saw pictures, I saw different people tweeting and it was just too much. I had to talk about it. And this was sometime, I think the last time I did this was sometime in August. Little did I know that in my own country, Nigeria, things will escalate and get so bad that in fact, the whole world will talk about it and know about it. We talked about NSARS. That's what happened. Nigeria had this major issue. It was a simple, peaceful protest talking about pol police brutality. The youth, the young generation, they decided to come out and speak up against the brutality. I mean, it was very bad. They created this unit, SARS, and this unit was supposed to be helping to curb the negativity, help, helping to curb the armed robbery, the kidnapping, the, the issues that were facing, removing you know, hoodlums and armed robbers from the streets fighting against terrorism, fighting against crime and all that. That's what they were created to do. But instead, they started to harass young people for nothing. They started to harass young men, young women for absolutely nothing. They could see a guy with an expensive phone and they would arrest the person or beat the person or take the person to an ATM to withdraw money and they take that money from the person. You could have dreadlocks. That's a problem. Even as simple as, oh, you didn't greet us. We were sitting right in front of you. You were walking past. You didn't greet us. You could get beaten up for that. Or you could be driving a nice car and they say you are a fraudster. How can you afford to drive a nice car? It was so bad that people were scared of going out and not coming back home. People were scared of using their phones outside. They were scared of driving cars. They were scared of even carrying their hair the way they wanted it. In a democratic nation, it was so bad. People were scared. And they had to start a peaceful protest. And in that peaceful protest, the government decided to respond with violence. We will never forget the 20th of October, 2020, when innocent young Nigerians who were carrying and holding up the Nigerian flag, singing the Nigerian national anthem, were gunned down by the military, by the police. It was vehemently denied until people started showing up with evidence. On the day it was happening, as it was happening, we had DJ Switch, a very, very brave woman who was doing a live for everyone to see what was going on because she knew what was going to happen in the aftermath. They had evidence with bullets, live ammunition, things that they saw on the floor. We saw bodies on the floor. We saw the wounded only for the government to deny it. Then more evidence came up. 
Then there was there was a, an international uh, court proceeding for that. And then CNN came up with more evidence. And then everything started changing. You know, the, the army started to say, oh, maybe we did this. Oh, because they had said there were, there were no casualties. Then later there were a few of them. Then they said, no, they went there with blank bullets. Then later they said, oh, they may have gone with both blank bullets and real life rounds and all of that. And it was so crazy. In the midst of all of that, I realized that Cameroon, our neighbor, they were going through worse. They've been going through this for about three to four years. Women, children have been killed, burnt. Over 550 villages burnt down. 120-something thousand people have been displaced already. Over 3,000 killed. I heard that there was more. Different things, refugees, over 250,000 refugees all over the world, especially in Nigeria. Cameroon is suffering. Then it was Tanzania. Then it was South Africa. Then it was Uganda. Then it was Liberia. Everywhere. All connected to bad governance. All connected to poverty. All connected to African leaders who feel that the presidency is their birthright. Imagine a leader, an African leader who has been governing or who has been leading for over 30 years. And when he wants to abdicate, when he wants to leave the throne, when he wants to leave, he puts his son to take over like it's a birthright, like it's 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 a palace where, you know, I'm, I'm I'm ruling as king and my son has to take over from me. That's how they treat the presidency. But these are countries that are supposed to be practicing democracy. But we find that they don't want to leave power. Why don't we have the laws for every country that says you come as a president for the first four years, you are allowed to run again only once if you win. You, run, you become president again for another four years, but after that, you are not allowed to run ever again. That is what it's supposed to be. That is what we're supposed to be fighting for. Because if we don't stop this, they will continue. It is crazy to think that one man has been president for over 30 years. How is that possible? Your people are suffering, but you don't care. People are killing each other on the streets and you don't care you don't even come out to say anything you allow these things to happen in nigeria we don't even know what's going on with the president we don't know what's happening it's so crazy they started seizing passports started threatening people started freezing bank accounts i'm like what is going on in this day and age with the coronavirus killing everyone with the coronavirus scaring everyone and changing people's livelihoods their source of income they are going through that. And on top of that, we are going through this crisis. And then on top of that, farmers are being killed in Nigeria by terrorists. And then on top of that, the inflation came in full force. Increased prices of, 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 of gas, increased prices of food, increased prices of transportation. People haven't received salaries for months. Even at that, they're still going through all of this brutality. Like what is really, really happening all connected to bad governance, bad leadership in Africa. Africa is one of those continents that is so special to God. Like, I, I cannot begin to explain all that Africa is, the beginning of humanity as far as I'm concerned. That is one continent where it's self-sustaining. 
Africa is the only continent that has enough resources to maintain itself and take care of itself without looking for or asking for anything from any other part of the world. If only our leaders will understand this fact and stop killing us with poverty. We have all the resources that the world is using to enrich themselves today. But the economy in Africa is so bad. How is it that we have all the resources? We give our resources out. They use these things. When they use it, they sell it back to us. And they sell it to us so expensive. Like 80% of the Africans cannot even afford what it is that, that are being sold to us or that are imported. But it's coming from us. How is it possible? Those of us who know what's going on, those of us who understand strategy, those of us who can sit down and talk about this, I'm talking to all of you Africans, especially you in the diaspora. Please go to Instagram and join Real African Diaspora Community. I'll say it again, at Real African Diaspora Community. Join that Instagram page. Follow that page. I want us to grow. And by January, we have to start having our uh, meetings. We can have our Zoom meetings. It's all virtual, but we have to come together as Africans who care about Africa, who care about what's going on in our continent. We have to come together, talk about these things and find ways and strategies and, and things that can help, things we can push, things that we have seen that work in other countries. We can still implement them in our own country. We can talk about it. We can advise those who are the forefront of this fight. We can advise them. We can suggest you know, we can support them in any way we can because we are Africans, like it or not, that's our home. We will still go back home. So please, if you're out here, no matter what country you're in, you're in America, Canada, UK, Dublin, wherever you are, Germany, if you're an African in the diaspora, meaning you don't live in the continent of Africa, please join at Real African Diaspora Community on Instagram. And by January, we will start to have our meetings. Let's just join now and start talking Start getting to know ourselves and let's get to know what we can do to support our brothers and sisters, our families back home in Africa. Thank you for listening to this podcast and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love. <music>